Hey, welcome back to the CT Small Business Podcast. You know me already. I'm your host, Chris. Here on the CT Small Business Presents Podcast, we get to know Connecticut-based small business owners, and we get to learn about them and their business. If you like the podcast, rate it, share it, review it on whatever platform you're on. Let's get into the episode. Exactly. Hey, it's me, Chris. And Lou. Hello. I, I don't know why the hell I'm even talking like that, Lou. Lou, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Chris? Good, good. Thanks for having me come in. This is a very special episode yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, thanks for uh, showing up at your studio. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep, this is my home. Yeah, it's a nice little place. It is. It is the heart of all the CT Small Business Podcasts, where we get to create a collaboration between all the businesses, network, and connect really creative, unbelievable people from all across the state. And I think we've garnished some beautiful stories and some beautiful connections that we'll share today. Yeah, it's uh, we've had a lot of great people on today. We certainly have, yeah, throughout this year and yeah. and uh, throughout the whole course of the CT Small Business Show. You know, it's been six months. Six months. Six so this, months already. This is the celebration, the, yeah. the six-month anniversary yeah. of your podcast. At least when this episode comes out, it'll be about the six-month mark. Sure will. So, it's I can't I can't believe it's been since June. It has been a long time. That's we, when we first met. Yeah, when I just randomly showed up. In your first, I remember your first episode too. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was uh, Daniel Greenwald. What an amazing first guest to have. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's quite the talker in a good way. He is. Oh, just you know, just watching him just perform too. He just finished doing a show, who in, in uh, Hartford. I forgot what it was called. It's, this called. Is a, it's for the people who haven't listened to the yeah. first Daniel Greenwolf episode. He's a magician. Yeah, it might be nice if I back get a little backstory. Right, and he does all the Ren fairs in Connecticut as well, right? Yes, and he does. He actually does. He, he'll go to like New York. Mm. He'll do the New York one. He's I've seen him as far down as uh, like M- Maryland. He'll go down to yep. uh, New Jersey. He'll he'll travel. It's him and his wife. Yeah, and if you haven't heard his amazing story, listen to episode one, and you won't you won't uh, be bored. That's for sure. No, definitely <laughs> not. It just he's an example of uh, someone knowing exactly what he's wanted to do since since he was a kid. Yeah, he's had a passion, and but he did say that he made a few transitions over time as he realized more and more as he grew into what he wanted his career path to be. Even though he got heckled and challenged along the way, yeah. Which in your notes here we have experienced some very profound themes among all of the businesses that have come in and that's one of them overcoming adversity when starting on your passion path basically yeah and just you learn not to you have to think about what you want yeah not what other what anyone else wants everyone has an opinion about small businesses and starting on an entrepreneurial journey yeah and uh you just We've always learned throughout the course of this show, and I'm very grateful for learning from other small business owners as well, including you, that you have to stay motivated and you have to keep a not a one-track mind, but be open and change, but always pursue your dreams and don't let other people's opinions veer you off. Yep. And the other thing is, too, I can add is you don't need to explain. That's also like, very no true. No expl- explanation. And once you stop explaining stuff, you learn to keep your peace. Yeah, and keeping your peace is one of the most important things. Um, people have all kinds of visions for how they would imagine your business would work and would not work, and it may not be yours. So, yeah, everyone's got an opinion. 
Yep. Um, and sometimes they're not the greatest. <laughs> yeah. I can quick stories about when we were just doing a new intro and like you're giving me tips. And for some reason, I still can't like when someone gives me like an idea, I had to do it the way I want to do it. Not want to do it. Not like we we're arguing. Like, like I like stumble if I like say, oh, you should do it this way or do it that way. One of the I feel like in my own personal experience and maybe you'll feel the same way in order to keep your peace, I think. The, one of the key components of that is authenticity. Yes. Whatever you're producing, whatever you're creating, you have to feel authentically connected to it. And if it's not yours, and if you're not creating, and if it's not your words and your emotion, and it's just not good enough for you, no matter the, whatever the quality is, because you ha- create a personal attachment to it. Mm-hmm. So authenticity, I feel like comes peace comes from authenticity. Yeah, you know, I never, th- I never thought about it that way. Because hmm. you know, I think people, if it's if not, if someone's not authentic, they can tell. Oh yeah. You know, like you just got like it's I- a subconscious language. Yeah. He really is, and it's all about tone and inflection and body language, and connection, really. And uh, sorry, I'm sipping my my gallon jug here. Of you have water. to stay hydrated. I'm trying. I got. I had to stop drinking my caffeinated beverages and. Oh well, I'm sipping sick coffee and, here. So yeah, mm-hmm. see, I'm, I'm not a big. I've never been a big fan of coffee. Mm. I did it when I was a kid for some reason. I was like eight drinking coffee. Oh, I, don't, I don't know why my parents allowed me to do that, <laughs> but like it didn't just. It had to be cold too. Like I had to wait oh. until it was cold. Okay. And then I, I don't know what happened. I just stopped. Do you so? I don't know if you remember all of your shows from the very beginning, but I, let's highlight a few of them. Okay, I got to cheat because uh, I do remember most of them. I just okay. it's the order that I that I have trouble remembering. We've had entrepreneurs, we've had small business owners, we've had beauty salons, we've had magicians, we've had comedians, we've had real estate gurus, um, we've had all different kinds of shows that span the scope of entrepreneurism you know the one of the reasons why i I like to keep it like a mix of people Mm. is just because like they're obviously you don't know what's gonna trigger someone to to be oh i want to do that yeah or like or i want to do this or that's a good idea or something they like you'd never thought of like someone like why the hell would you have a magician on it's like well that they have a job it's or a career or of course a passion or whatever you know so yeah i'll start with after that i had renee's i don't have my cheaters on. I, I always forget my cheaters at home i know i don't bother i'm gonna buy you a pair just yeah. for, just for yeah. the studio i have one it's funny you say that because i have one at work that I, I leave at work okay i leave i have one at home but i don't use it at home because i'm gonna I, hang it right up behind yeah the wall. <laughs> and you know it's just like funny because people like i just started i just started re- wearing cheaters about a year ago and it's not the you know i'm at a plus one so just like where my computer where my phone is yeah it's just it's about i don't know about that's about two i don't know two feet how about two feet you're all right about a foot and so that's when it starts to get a little blurry so so we have renee here oh yep see i got off tangent it's i okay. got a tangent i got renee's resale clothing outlet based Be- out of orange very nice yeah. i i remember her very clearly she had a she has a really beautifully made business of all high end antique clothing and what other stuff does she have? She does uh, like ex- besides clothing accessories. Mm-hmm. She's I, th- I forget if she's a jewelry or not. I think she did some jewelry, but like a lot of it was handbags, 
stuff. It was, you know, some boots, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have one of her. I actually, I still have one of her jackets that she had me tie dye, which she knows it didn't come off. Well, I just I, I've been forgetting it. To, yeah, yeah. To to send her the picture of it. She'll be she'll love that when she yeah. Gets it. So yeah, but I've been to her place. Yeah, it's, it's not too far. No, it's really nice. It's actually next to the Christmas tree shop. In what town? In Orange. Wonderful. So it's yeah, and so if you have to pay a visit, if if you if you visit visit, if you visit. The Christmas tree shop. You have to visit Renee's shop, which is literally next to it. Well, it's. I think it's them. The Christmas tree shop. The Christmas tree shop. Uh, Yankee Candle, and then her shop, or it could be the opposite of one. Perfect. So yeah, it's all perfect placement. They yeah. all line up with each other very well. Yeah, but it's a good. It's a great place, you know. And then after that was Daniel Flynn. Ah, and he was the. He worked with like the the breweries. Oh, that's right. We've had a couple so, bre- uh, brewers come yeah. in throughout the years. Yeah, he did. He he was like uh, throughout the year. Yeah, he was. Let me check. He was brewery consultant. I couldn't think of the word yeah, consultant. Yeah. Is, did he bring beer in for that show as well? You guys cracked a beer open. Uh, that that was Phil. Phil. Okay. Yeah, that was Phil from the Brewers Guild. Very nice. We brought. Uh, I remember he brought beard. And they're all connected, all these brewers. They yeah. all know each other very well. They all know each other. They work together, and some of them do, uh, a lot of it's for charity. They do, uh, they collaborate on beers. They make a, in like part of, the, I don't know if all the profits go to charity. I, I forgot to ask. But I know part of the profit goes to whatever charity they're there, sending it to. They've for, created a really uh, great culture between all of them. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, and when you go there, besides the brewer, brewery, yeah, my uh, I feel like my speech impediment is working. Is is acting up tonight. When you go to the brewery, it's like the, the good culture with like the music, the food, mm. the food trucks. Oh yeah. Ugh. And like that's what we love. Yeah, I can go. Uh, I have to make a tour of I think of places. Oh yeah. We'll do, do a a CT small business tour. Yeah, of uh, like breweries and stuff. That's a good idea. So especially now for the winter, everyone wants to get out. Yeah, definitely. And uh, after that. Actually, after the the uh, Daniel Flynn episode, we had we actually had the Brewers killed. Oh, two in a row, back I knew, to back. You know, I knew it was, they were pretty close to each other, but I didn't realize they were back to back. We were on a run there. Yeah, <laughs> and that's when we introduced uh, Care from Dusty Dudes. Yes, and we've created a beautiful relationship with Care. She has an amazing business, Dusty Dude Works, of course, all woodworking projects. Yeah, did you see her... Uh, the Bristol Bazaar. Have you seen the layout oh yet God, so far? Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. And she told me it's going to be open possibly. It should be February or I don't know if I'm spilling the beans. They did the ribbon cutting already, didn't they? Not not yet. Not yet. Because okay. they're still – I know they just put the they put the cement down recently. Because I've been following – obviously, I follow – I pay attention to all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. But, like, I know they just they just poured the concrete, the, out, the outdoor the concrete – outdoor concrete. The, and if you were to – highlight what the bristol bazaar is what would you what would you say it's uh the best way i can explain it it's a home for small vendors mm-hmm. who want to upgrade their side hustle into something a little more that's care could explain a lot better than i yeah. can she's probably want to choke me right now the way i'm explaining <laughs> and then uh, on top of that you can have classes there you'll have uh you have a, co- a little coffee house inside right. she hasn't told me who what company is going in yeah, a lot of workshops I heard for yeah, small businesses so, but, as well. Yeah, it's like a little, uh, little haven for small businesses. I love it. 
I can't so. wait to go check it out. I'll be there for the ribbon cutting. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Mm. I, I'm so I'm mad because uh, she was the first person that asked me to go to the ribbon cutting, and I and I was going to go, but then uh, someone quit. I had two people quit for my job, oh. so I was like I couldn't go, and like I was like, they literally like quit like right a week before they they were doing the ribbon cutting. I was like I wanted to go because it was my first ever like. <laughs> No one's ever asked me to do a ribbon cutting before. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, I, I was just like, oh, I, I want to go because literally they're the first people that ever asked me mm. to do it. So it's a special day and we'll we'll be there for her to support the Bristol Bazaar. Yes. And after and actually she came, she she actually. We actually interviewed care the week after. After the Brewers Guild. Ah, so wonderful. T- so that was that. And then. Dana from uh, Tipsy Tips, Tipsy yeah, Gypsy. She's a great. She has a great product, and she makes some of the most unbelievable handmade jewelry with copper wiring and all different types of things. Yeah, I don't know how she does it. Like I just like I tried doing it once like years ago to get see what if I can do something with it. It's just the time and effort. She must have so many like cuts on her fingers. Probably, I uh, bet she has little tools that like spins the wires and binds them, and she sod maybe solders them yeah. a little bit. And I remember when she was in, she was explaining the process to us, polishing and putting it all together. And yeah, she's very talented. Yes, yeah, def- definitely. I, is. I should. I got to get something maybe for Christmas for my sister. Get, get pick a little something up for her from Tipsy Gypsy. Yeah, I think it was funny that you say that because I had a coworker and like I go, I know she was sitting at the desk. I go, and she's the only person I know that does wire, you know, wire wrapping. And I go, is that Tipsy Gypsy? And just throwing out there, she goes, yeah, it is. Oh. And her 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 father got it for her at some sort of network event, or like she commissioned him, or he commissioned her to do it. And then I was talking a couple weeks, like a couple months later, when Dana came on, and I was talking to my coworker. I go, I had the Tipsy Tipsy Gypsy on, and he she told me that her father commissioned another piece from her for her mother oh, wow. for like Valentine's day. Mm-hmm. It's because it's so unique and, and special and put together with so much care. And it's something that will last a lifetime. So yeah, she is a great product. If you haven't listened to that episode, she's a great uh, person to a show to listen to. And I remember we even had pierogies. Yeah. The rogie shop, shop next door. Yeah. So that was a good, great episode. That was my first, uh, uh, "Quote unquote family dinner at the <laughs> at the podcast studio." So and yeah, and after her, after uh, that, we had uh, Aisha. Aisha, I'm gonna put your name every time I talk about it. From Lux Mobile. Lux Mobile. Ugh, I don't know how people do that. Like, so you know what that that business really like stands out to me. Yeah. Being working in healthcare, because. You know, I work with lots of nurses. They go out to the mobile clinics. I work in yeah. behavioral health. Mm-hmm. And all kinds of people, depending on whatever your condition is, what time of year it is, you need maybe a vitamin D uh, boost, you need a vitamin B boost, you need an immune system boost. They come out and if you haven't listened to that episode, they do mobile IV stimulant supplements. So for people who need intravenous anything, you know, very holistic. Um, I'm probably going to butcher it too, but they'll come out, a nurse will come out and they'll they'll hook you up to a whole IV system in your own home 
and they'll give you some kind of vitamin or boost, you know, intravenously. In, in the process, they actually have a on-call doctor that they talk to about it mm. to make sure, like, everything, you know, that this is okay, that, you know, obviously, she if you listen to the podcast, she explains it a thousand times better than I explain it. But I don't know how people can sit there with the IV in them for, like, two hours. I wouldn't mind so much. You just put a movie on and relax. Yeah. You know, after her, we actually... <laughs> we had Royal Fox Studios. Oh, that's me. Hey, hey that's wow. you, Lou. What can we say about this place? Uh, I know it's like I try to promote you every week. <laughs> but I, yeah, if you're, I mean, if you're listening, this is a full production podcast studio where we work with entrepreneurs and creatives, and we love meeting people. We love building people's brands and highlighting their own personal experience. And it's a really easy plug-and-play setup. You just come in, sit down, press a single button, and you have a fully just, produced podcast. Yeah, you just talk. Yep. That's like all you got to do, and you take care of everything else. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and actually, you know what? Explain to me again what the, the Royal Fox means. The logo? Yeah. So it's a compilation of things, but, you know, if you look at the logo, there's a crown on it. Mm-hmm. What kind of crown do you think that is? Uh, See, I've heard this story before, so I'm going to say it's a, I'm going to give you the, the wrong answer purposely. Okay. It's a king's crown. Well, it is not a crown of royalty. It is the jester's crown. So the way that, and the fox in tandem with the jester's crown represents an idea that this is a podcast that's built for the people, by the people. You know, we really take pride in the community that we've built here. And the fox and the crown are all symbols that represent community, creativity, ingenuity. And that's part of maybe the most significant part of the logo um and you know what when we started the company the vision of what the logo represented really started to take form in a real tangible social way and i couldn't be more happy with the people that i've met it's a really beautiful experience and i love this business it has a deep impact spiritually emotionally on me yeah I'm sure it does. Yeah. Coming come across so many people, you know? Yeah. I mean, it has forever shaped my life and, and maybe how I view myself and how I view relationships in business, which uh, there's a lot of things about business I didn't know when I jumped in here. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And uh, it was a learning curve, to say the least. Yeah. But that was that episode, and you can hear all about that on, uh, on the CT Business Presents Spotify. Yeah, and after, when you have, the week after I had, had you on... I actually had uh, Summer Orlando and Barbara Joan Street Sand. Wow, what characters they yeah, were! They're they're amazing. <laughs> I actually knew Barbara because I I in my previous life I used to work at retail, <laughs> and just that you know the kind of story of, of why I do small business stuff is is uh, before we saw, talk about that uh, about them is uh, uh, working in a big box store turned me off against you know about like say your big retail big retail just it 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 just left a bad taste in my mouth i can understand it's just too commercial you know and it takes a lot of that human element out that we enjoy so much yeah and just that's why i was i've wanted to focus well one i at what this is a whole episode of me explaining why i do what i do yeah but uh that's one of the things why i want to do Back then, obviously, didn't think a podcast would be in the works, right? Because I left like eight years ago. Mm. But uh, 
that's one of the drive, driving factors of CT small business. Yeah, and I'm sure it has a great impact on you throughout the course of the show as well. Oh yeah, I just I just teach you know like I rather focus on the small. Like even like when I do my shopping, I do use Amazon. I love Amazon, sure. but just it's, I, I wish I can do it. Like I wish I someone down the street for me, or you know, yeah, I can go down the street and buy the stuff I gotta buy. It's of, so funny because like when we use the word small business, it's small, indicates something very tiny, mm -hmm. insignificant. But to these people, to these businesses, it's anything but small. Yeah, there's a unique dichotomy between small business. And the what these businesses represent to these people, it's their entire world, you know, and uh, it's anything but small. Yeah, really. It's, it's probably the it's the biggest thing to them. Yeah. So it's the it's the polar opposite. And uh, yeah, they're great. It's just they. Uh, I remember when they first started doing it, and actually they. It's funny because it's they. I remember watching them, right before and like they. Uh, I'm I'm. Tripping over my words trying to explain this. Summer Orlando, he he had. I might butcher the story a little bit, but he had just started doing that full time. Right. COVID happened, and then he they uh, they used uh, Facebook Live mm. and Instagram and everything else that they had their own live show, like a like a cabaret like type of show That's they, right. they, they would just sing i'm sure i'm sure other people have told them too be, well, before when they were f getting first started because i remember tech messaging them i said you got to make sure i'm sure other people told him as well i'm sure he had the idea too but i go make sure you have like uh your, your paypal and people can send you donations right and they, that's how one of the reasons one of the way they made money was hmm. through like say paypal I forget if Venmo was still a thing then. People love to su support small businesses. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. so even just something very tiny goes a long way. Yeah, definitely does. And like, I'm just saying other people tell them because I don't want to take, like, I don't want to sound like I'm taking credit for them. Yeah. Taking, not donations, but like taking money from doing live performances because that was all them. I, I, I give them the credit. So. Yeah. And they did uh, the drag shows, and I believe Summer was in the new Hocus Pocus 2 movie, yeah. an actor, and uh, that was a very special thing. I believe that movie's out now. Yeah. If you want to see Summer uh, in that performance, that movie. Yeah, I uh, I heard mixed things about that movie. Really? Yeah, I heard, it, I heard well, you know, i never seen both, either Hocus Pocus, but uh, I heard it's either amazing, you're going to hear two stories, it's amazing, or it sucked. I like the original. Did you? you know, I haven't seen the new one but yet. But like, uh, I, from what I heard, the first one was cheesy. That's, so like, that's I, the franchise. But like, though. that's like the yeah. But just like, I like cheesy stuff. So yeah. Like I would if I watched it, I'm sure I'd like it too. It's so. like the satire that's involved in in the shoot probably is for adults, and then like the main bulk of it, you know, it appeals to both audiences. I imagine. Yeah. Definitely does. So oh. they were they were great. I was super yeah. happy to have them in. Oh, and Barbara was great too. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, to throw throw him in as well. So yeah. obviously not that we weren't, but yeah, he uh He's the backbone of the of the of the tree yeah. of the duo. Yeah. <laughs> I would not mess with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, he would tear you apart. I I I knew he was a good person from when the first time I met him. So you could tell he's he always stick he'll stick up for like what's right and like mm. so I would not mess with him cuz he'll he'll tear you apart, you know? 
in a good so, way. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see who else I had, Lou. I knew I had other people, but I'm going through my list of in, in order so I can name you all, I can name you all my my uh all my guests, but they'd be out of order. So. Oh, that's okay. And uh the next one after that, I had J we had JR from the Dover Benedict group. Yeah, he had some great real estate stories about his real estate investment and buying property. He shared all the property laws with us and all the hurdles and he had a really popular TikTok that was growing at the time where they were walking the people, their subscribers, through all the different developments they were doing and all their new properties and some of the previous properties. Yeah. He had some similar spaces to this where he was doing co-working as well. Yeah. You know, and he still has, I think, I know he's got some in Meriden. I know Bloomfield. He's got a giant spot in Bloomfield that he's, that I saw was for lease. But it's like you said, it's a mix of stuff. They have ready to... Like ready to start up places. You the know? architecture of his buildings are oh, so am- cool, amazing. He's got he has they have one that working in Nogtuck. It's from what I heard, it was one of the the buildings. It was it was it was made by originally built by this this famous like architect. architect. Yeah, he you know of course again like I go back you know if you go back to the episodes if you listen back. You'll you'll listen. You'll hear it. Yeah, if you want to learn about real estate law, if you want to learn about investment, and if you want to learn about buying commercial property, yeah, listen to the J.R. Benedict Grover Group. Yeah. And another place we have to go to is uh, Bad Dog Brewing, yeah. which is in Torrington. It's in a he he owns the building, but it's an old. Was that an old firehouse? The whole old firehouse. Yeah. yeah. And I, I forgot to ask them. I should message them. I think they bought the. The uh, Meriden, not Meriden. I say I Meriden in my mind from the ten minutes, a few minutes ago. In Watertown, they have the old Watertown movie theater. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they bought it. Oh wow, that must be I, a big space. Because Warren, I remember before I meant to ask him before before wow. he was on, but I should, I should, uh, should ask him. I should message him. Yeah, it would be good so, to connect again. Yeah, because I want to have. I feel all of them. I want to have back on, obviously, but. But I will. I want. He's definitely one of, one of the ones I want to have back on. So, and uh, after that, it, it was actually p- the best trivia ever. Ah, yeah. It was Ken. Ken from Best Trivia yeah. Ever. And we promoted. We were talking about uh, the slam. It's funny because he has this trivia group, but he he tries to make his trivia appeal to more. Uh, social popular things like that are growing at the time instead of like the trivia heads that come out. Yeah, that was a really interesting yeah, uh, it's, approach. It's funny because like I never thought about it that way until he he explained it. Because like He's, when I think of trivia, I think of like who was you know I'm just going to throw a random question: who was like the first president? Or, right. Like, so his was all about pop culture mostly, yeah. which was pretty interesting. And when young people come out, if you're not a trivia head, that's appealing, you know. And I think he's built a really good uh, group business franchise to appeal to, you know, the social environment now, that how it's growing. Yeah, and he's in five states. I think he's in, obviously he's in Connecticut. He's in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey. And he has trivia hosts in each state yeah. that run his organization? Yep. I think all each week he has, I think, 400 trivia spots wow like during throughout the week good for him and uh a quick story or a couple of stories is actually i went to take photos at his wrestling event mm. that was at Travis in milford yep hands down in general like no it doesn't matter like what kind of event it was 
hands down, it was probably the one of the best events I've ever attended. Wow, wrestling events? In, in general, like concerts, anything. Like just like just like, I don't know how to explain it, but like You must have got some great pictures when you Yeah, went. I did. And I got some video yeah, if you check some of my videos on or some of my reels on Instagram. Most of them are actually from that event. Okay. And just it's funny because like he he kept some things uh, a secret, like you know had uh, guests like uh, top secret wrestlers like right. showed up, and at the end of the night, it was mind you, this is a random Thursday night that was that they had the, the event. The at the beginning of the event, there's this guy. His name is Ziggy Dice, and he he's like this bad guy. He's like in your face. Oh, I'm better than you. You, you know this and that. Hmm. And he was like, oh, if someone could beat, you know, come out, I, I challenge anyone to come out and fight me at the end of the night, this and that. That's just a small part of what happened. But at the end of the night, he comes out, he's talking, and there's this guy, his name is Eddie Kingston. And he's, he's, and there was this, there is, that was, there was this, this wrestling company called AEW. And literally, he, Eddie Kingston was literally on TV the night before. In front of like twenty thousand people, and then here he is, at some random brewery in Milford, in front of like I don't know two hundred people, right. maybe two hundred people. Just in like it's funny because the way if you've never been to Tribus, they have you know garage doors, mm. and they kept open the garage doors. There's, there's three of them, and I I, I can't see because I you know I'm shorter than everyone was there, and I was on the inside next to the ring next to the bar uh and uh, he comes from outside and everyone went freaking nuts i go what the hell is going on and all of a sudden i just see him pop into the ring and he just he went to the guy in and he just started laying into him if you look at my videos my reels you'll see one of the videos of him just keep on slapping this guy wow so all right i'm gonna check that one out yeah but it was uh even if you're not a fan I like I love going to events no matter what. Even if I don't like the event or if I'm not a fan of something, I still like to go. But if you're not a wrestling fan in general, I would still recommend to go. Because it, it's that much fun. It's just because it's that much. It's so much crowd involvement hmm. and just like everyone's focused on that and like literally like it, I don't know how else to explain, explain it. If you well, if you watch the, some of my videos, you'll you'll see it. Anyone who so. listens to the podcast knows that wrestling is important to you. Nah. Kind of sort of. It's like one of your creative things that you go out and you know, do. Was it, you know what I do is a lot of it is photography. Mm. I like taking photos of, I don't like taking normal photos. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, like of flowers or this or that. I like people mm. and taking picture, pictures of. Yeah. Action. It just, yeah. It's just like, so one thing I started doing, I started going to the local show to take photos for them, mm. not for them, but for my personal use for other things. And I found that they're more than willing to share your work. And they're, I don't want to say free promotion, but like, it's a they, great platform. It's a great platform to promote, to promote stuff. So I became friendly with some of them. So that's how I got involved with the whole. Very cool. That's how, well, the short law again, Going back to find my own episode of the podcast. That's how I got started in it. Wow. And, and okay. doing and doing wrestling stuff. Hmm. Me personally I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan. I'll, sure, I'll right? watch it, but yeah. like 
I watched it when I was a kid, but like now I'm like, yeah. Hmm. But like I, 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 I don't know. Maybe we'll get some wrestlers in here as your next guest. Oh, that's one of my plans. <laughs> Actually, I got I've been talking to some of them to oh, get, good. come in. So it's just a matter of uh, timing. So okay, Lou. What do we got? I I rambled a little bit. It's okay. So the next per, 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 person I had we had no I I'm I mean we we. Well, uh, Brian yes. from Shelton Gift Boutique. Yeah, Brian Lazat. Yeah, also a magician, um, very talented magician. He does a lot of improv and social work with like with with his uh, audience, and then he has his business, the Shelton Gift Boutique, where he has multiple vendors come in, right? Yeah. Yep, and I'm actually one of them. And you are one of the vendors. It's a beautiful, beautiful shop, and he prides himself <laughs> in having x amount of people that showcase their business product there and i I imagine it's like 40 plus he's up to last time i checked last time i knew thing that might be a little more was 55 wow yeah and he has a really great place if you need anything for the holidays if you need anything for yourself he does custom printing mugs shirts books jewelry i mean it's a whole gambit really and uh by the time this airs it's obviously gonna be past black friday but on Saturday, the 26th of November, it's obviously Small Business Saturday, mm-hmm. and Santa Claus is going to be there. Wow. Or was there. Are I you going to go? I, I got to do a craft show, or uh, I'll be at a, I'll be vending at a craft show. Santa Claus is coming to yeah. town. Yep. And it's funny because, like, he was, he, was, he was expecting to be booked. Like, you know, like, he wouldn't be able to find one. And, like, the first guy he asked, he was like, I'll do it. Wow. And, and like, I think he's another thing going back when you talked to uh, uh, what the episode that just dropped last week with Duck. Mm-hmm. I think the guy he he talked to was part of the Connecticut Santa Society. Or okay. I think if that's how he's, well, I think what's called. But there's a society of Santas. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get on their bad side. No, definitely. <laughs> no, they're they're a great group of people that I've actually had the pleasure of meeting a few times here locally in the building. And uh, I do have a friend who's joined the Santa Society, and he's kind of shared some of their culture and experience and their costumes and everything that yeah. goes into it. It's a really awesome kind of community that yeah. they have as well. That I also have a plan for that for next year. Yeah? But yeah, it just... Uh, we won't share any No, secrets. we won't share, but like... Just plan on Santas. That's all. And I mean Santas. Yeah. So just a heads up. Lou, you're vibrating. It's okay. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Not, definitely not to me, though. <laughs> and uh, after uh, I got sidetracked after that bad joke. <laughs> after after Brian, we actually had download from Cur- Curated Connecticut, mm-hmm. who was uh, an enjoyable talker. He was. I remember. Oh, he was very charismatic. Yeah. He is your second now longest episode. Yeah. He does. He just found out about this if he's listening to this episode. <laughs> By last episode with uh, Duck. From United's Photography. From, yeah. It was, he is my longest episode, and he recently just beat Donald by 20 seconds. Oh, boy. So I have to break the news to Donald if he hasn't heard this episode yet. So maybe I'll listen, see if he listens to it. And what was uh, Don's episode about? Don, he, what he does is what Curated Connecticut is, is it's just this, it's this box, like, you know, like a, it's like, I don't know, it's, you know, like you own those loot boxes. Yeah. It's a, uh, 
a food box, but it's he actually goes around the state in finding small businesses to put in that 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 box. I remember he had a special mycelium mushroom box. Yes, that he was pa- using to package all of his goods. Yeah, and like what it is, just like literally the stuff he he sends out is like fresh. Like it's actually like legitimately like stuff that he would get. He'll he'll visit the farmers market. He visited the the I forgot what the name was. I have to listen back to the episode. This cho- chocolatier in in I think it was like Winstead or mm-hmm. Torrington area, and literally those like there's their cows are on the thing on 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 the on the property, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, but the literally like uh, say cow, I say John is the cow's name. John, they'll say uh, if you bought the milk chocolate. Uh, this milk chocolate was made with the use of John, or mm. not made with the use of right with the milk from John. Interesting. So or, this chocolatier takes all of their ingredients and they highlight where they get them from. Yeah, oh. but like each cow, like if you have one cow, will do. Well, you, that that well, dairy would be used for milk chocolate. Uh, this other cow would be used for the dark chocolate. Oh. And like when you go into the the place, like I keep on saying, John is the cow. But John's hanging out right there, like literally, like in the 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 fenced off area. You so I can keep, go hang out with John the yeah, cow. Yeah, he's literally like right there. Wow. You know, there's I th- if I remember right, I went there once and like there was this, you know, don't you know, please don't touch like the cow the cows. Yeah, you don't like, ruin the chocolate. No, exactly <laughs> that too. You know, but uh, yeah, it's all he, he goes to. He did a lot of traveling finding that stuff. Mm. So he he. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. Another great gift for the holiday. I know Christmas is coming up, but these are unbelievable entrepreneurs. And we've, we've, if we've had the pleasure of meeting them, and if you haven't had the, the pleasure of meeting them, reach out to them, say hello, support their business, find out what they're up to. They'll all be really happy to connect because these are really social, friendly, small businesses that really want your support, and they want to help you with whatever you're looking for specifically. Yeah. And if you have an issue, you all, literally all you have to do is uh, contact them and they're more than willing to to help you and fix it. Yeah. And he's a great example of friend, like being friendly and sociable. So, yeah, I actually got to let him, I got to let him know because he's, uh, he's, I call him my, uh, my uh, characters of the show. Mm-hmm. And he, he's one of the, my, I have to reach out to him to see if he wants to co-host again. Ah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's like my uh, rotating cast of characters. It's just, I, the way I see it with the show, if I can promote whoever I'm talking to and a co-host, it's two businesses at once. Obviously, the focus is on my guests, right. but, you know, it just, it just, I'd rather have a, someone who has a business as my co-host. Yeah, that's smart. You know, and, and how many shows have you done so far? Uh, I just dropped... 21 wow okay yep and what episode was this last one it was actually uh duck duck yes okay from united's photography yeah he had a lot of good stuff to talk about yeah well we'll we'll talk about his show once we get to it yeah um who's the next one on our list and la- next one after 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 uh don was dan mina dan he, mina he's the one that uh he did the cigar lounge he Wow. And he does uh he's got, a, he's got a finger in every pot, that yeah. guy. He's all over the, he's not all over the place, but he has so many small business ventures that he's working on right now. He's a true entrepreneur. Yeah. 
He loves buying and selling and getting into new projects and understanding financials and business analytics. And he's on the go constantly. Yes. And I I really liked him a lot. Really awesome, down to earth kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely was. And his funny story was is years back, like during like the pandemic. I was hanging out with some of my stepnephew's mm. condo or apartment when he lived in one. He, him, and I would be talking about starting a podcast. Oh, really? And like, you know, that's when I, how far back I wanted to start a podcast. And we're talking about how have, how you should have a niche, and you know, you got to think what you want to focus on, and the, you know, this and that. But we we talked about it for so I've known him for previously through my stepnephew. Yeah. So his he had the cigar lounge. Yep. And what else was he working uh, on? Session, or Session, the the jiu-jitsu. Yes. In Bristol. Mm-hmm. They probably butchered how, how a Session Athletics. We talked a lot about uh, martial arts incorporated with mental health and physical health and spiritual health and influencing the youth. And, of course, his cigar lounge as well, which is a really lovely business. Yeah, I like, uh, we'll have to pay him a visit, too. <coughs> Sorry, Lou. I'm uh, choking on my water that I just drank. <laughs> but, yeah, he, uh, I'll to let you know, because I know he has a couple events coming up, too. Okay. So. We'll make it out. Yeah, definitely. And it helps that he, <coughs> the lounge is actually not too far from my house. And what was the name of the lounge for everyone it's listening? the Commissioner's Cigar Lounge. Commissioner's Cigar Lounge. In what town? In Waterbury. Waterbury. Awesome. So. Yeah, it's a really good place. I was, and he actually just opened up the back part of the VIP lounge. Ah, oh, he was gonna do some poker in there. Yeah, and then when it's funny because when I talked to him about being on the podcast, I actually went to went to go visit him, but it was closed on a Sunday because in the summer they were closed. And literally that Tuesday, he messaged me. and was like, "Hey, any talk about me? I want to be on the podcast. No, I want to be on the podcast. You know, we could connect about being on the podcast." Right. And I went to go visit him like a couple of days later after that, and he was actually working on the VIP. Like literally, he was like painting and doing all that construction like himself. Mm. So we hung out for about an hour, awesome. and talked, and we finally got him connected. You know, finally got him on. So, and uh, after the him. We had Laura from Luna Piercing in 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 Vernon. Very cool. So and she was we I remember we talked about how uh obviously, you know, like the types of steels, all that kind of stuff. In the and uh how how uh Vernon is actually small business friendly. Like hmm. the town is actually a firm uh oh wow believer in their in their businesses. So they go out of their way to help support small businesses. Yeah. Yep. And uh, what happened was, I remember the story. Uh, it was around. They said it was around Christmas time, uh, and their the building that they're in caught fire. Like their their apart their their studio caught fire. I don't know if it was their studio or somewhere in the in the vicinity. Facility, yeah. yeah. And they actually had apartments upstairs that caught fire. And they actually, besides the, you know obviously other people too, but they actually collected clothes toys it, uh, hmm. to help with uh, the families so they do piercings and what else do they do it was actually all piercings okay but it's just it wasn't like nose tongue yeah. eyebrows belly button all that kind of yep. stuff and everything you and everything else you wouldn't probably even think of oh wow and it wasn't it's not it's definitely not your piercing pagoda okay it's you know like the 
like tattoo tattoo studio quality like yeah very nice the very nice okay you know studio so you walk in it's very high end very clean very yes. professional yep and they use uh like higher end uh jewelry for their their piercings mm. so that's a great business yeah and it was only, there's only like three or four of them in there do you have any piercings i actually got my tongue pierced you did not yeah oh my god when did you get that literally i'm 42 i've had it since i was 18 I've never seen that because, before. You know what it is? I don't when I talk, I don't I don't talk. You just shocked me. Yeah. It's, I it's, did not know you had a tongue piercing. Yeah, you know what? I forget it's there, to be honest with you. Wow. And like and like I literally forget I don't even know what's there. You can't take it out. You I just, can. You just leave it in. Yeah, I can, but I just It's been in me so long. I have my ears pierced, but like I yeah, took those that's out. That's what I expected you to say. Yeah. And like then I, I was like, You threw me for a loop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my yeah, I have a bad joke for that one, but I can't say it. No, not on there. No, no. People listening can use their imagination. Yeah, exactly. Someone has to, because I'm definitely not. So <laughs> Alright, who do we got next? And after after Lore was uh Charlie's traveling treat truck. I had to say that slowly. Charlie's traveling treat truck, and that was actually I came on. I kept on calling her Kelly because there was I don't know how I got Kelly out of Becky, but I kept, and it turns out Kelly was her sister. Really? Yeah, Kelly. Kelly was the name. Is it was? She's obviously alive, so is the name of her sister. And I don't know why I kept on calling her Kelly the whole time. And I go, no, I mean Becky, but just Charlie's traveling <laughs> treat truck is actually handmade treats for dogs. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and does she go out to vents? Does she have a uh, a truck itself? Uh, she doesn't have a truck yet. She does go to vents. So it's a cart that she yeah, goes out with. Yeah, it's a little. It's a cart that she 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 brings with her, like on a truck. And, and she hand makes the, all these treats. Yes, with all natural, healthy ingredients for dogs. Yep, just dogs. Uh, as far as I know, yes. Okay. If I, I don't remember, yeah, because I think it was just for dogs. Yeah, I remember that episode. You made it a point to say, you know, I really don't like dogs very much. Yeah. And I was like, this is a show all about dog treats, yeah. and you're like eh. ragging on the dog I should, lovers. Uh, yeah. I always should <laughs> rephrase. I, always, I remember I always had to rephrase it. I like animals, but just I just, I don't know how to explain this without sounding like a jerk. It's just that I rather, I, I love, I like animals. I just, I rather have them be with someone who could care for them more 100% more than you know it's funny you usually find the opposite thing happens people say i love dogs more than i like people yeah for you you love people more than you love dogs yeah oh you know animals in general just yeah you know that's really special though because everyone is always trying to disassociate from society but here you are connecting yeah and that's what's valuable to you People find that human connections can be really challenging sometimes, so they go to those un- those animals that give unconditional love. But here, you find that d- love and connection through human connection more than some of these animal lovers, and that's a good point. Never thought about it that way. H- hence the show. You yeah, know, loving people, bringing business in. You know, you know, I always want people to know who they're supporting. Right. So just like, oh, I I heard about this. You know, hopefully they heard it on the podcast, but like. Oh, I, 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 I would like, uh, oh, I like Kelly. She kind of, you know, she did this, she did that. Right. I heard she, you know, she did this, a, food, a dog adoption event, this and that. I got to go out and support her. Mm. 
or you know, whatever they heard on the podcast. It is a great cause, you know, and animal cruelty is nothing to joke about. No, definitely not. So when she makes these treats, it's all in support of keeping healthy animals, keeping healthy relationships with animals. Yes. And actually, we we actually threw out an idea of having a, a dog adoption event. Oh. So, and you know, hopefully in the next year-ish, with, you know, next year. I got a lot of plans for. Great. A little too many plans, maybe, but. Well, we'll see. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah, exactly. A lot to look forward to, which we'll talk about after we get uh, highlight all of our guests, which I feel like we're probably coming pretty close to the end of the line. Yeah, we uh, we are. Let me see a little. I keep my phone keeps on going in and out. And after that, I had heavenly smoked smoked barbecue. Oh, out wow. of Bristol. That was really great. And uh, I wish they brought some food in. Yeah, I know. His name was Jeff. I was trying to remember what his name was. He had an amazing story because he's kind of like a blue collar kind of farmer guy. He's working, going out to the there i say slaughterhouses yeah. and getting his meat very fresh yeah. delivering it to all these different businesses and vendors and they're using only the best product that he's curating for them from a variety of from animals very humane yeah of course uh for all the PETA listeners it's as humane as he can be and all these small businesses and restaurants and he had a really great great stories and a great personality too yeah, I liked I like to dive into that world because we're so removed as consumers, we don't ever know what happens in the back end. Yeah, you know, it's just he actually told us the story as well. This is what we were talking about before of of uh, oh, thanks, Lou. I had to fix you had to fix that for me a little bit. Yeah, so he told us this, he told us the story. There was this lady, you know, on the he's from Brist. They're from Bristol on the Br- local Bristol Facebook page. Mm-hmm. In every small business, she would just talk negatively about. And I guess she had food that she didn't like from his, you know, from his truck. And he's kept on bad-mouthing, bad-mouthing, bad-mouthing. And, and he, he had he had to be like, you know, all you had to do was say something to me. Right. And I would have fixed it. He cares very much about his customer experience. And he wants to rectify it in a very healthy way and keep everyone happy. Yeah. And at one point, she came to the truck. And he was like, they did tear her a new one, but it was like, well, you know, we you just all this negative talk. Well, if you think about it, all this negative talk about one person could affect their business. Sure. Even if it's like, you know, one or two bad stories. Not bad, but like maybe something wasn't like, I'm just making the story up. Maybe something wasn't cooked through all the way, or maybe a piece of meat was a little tough. Right. Or this or that, you know, just you can't win them all. Just, you know, I mean, you could be the most amazing cook. It could, and something come off a little off. He actually, he told us another story where a lady was like, hey, just let you know, uh, the I go to your place all the time. It's really great. Just the, the meat was this little off on this one or mm. whatever it was, a little tender or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he refunded her money for letting him know. Like he went back and found her order. Order. And refunded her for just letting him know. Yeah, he's a very charismatic. He's like very uh, empathetic, very understanding entrepreneur. He really cares about his customer experience. And um, he delivers an unbelievably great product if you haven't been able to get out to some of his uh, venues. Yeah, I got to go visit their their truck in Bristol. We, we, should I say we, not just me. I love to eat, Chris, so let's go. Yeah, we'll have to make a little tour of it. I have also an idea for a future 
stuff. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. It's YouTube related. I can Ooh, at least tell you that. All right. But uh, yeah, he he also has the uh, the little meat house in I think it was Southington off us of, off uh, Center Street. Got it. The little the little butcher shop. Mm-hmm. I got it. We got to visit too. So, but uh, yeah, and on to the next one. Let's see who it was. It was the warmer upper. The warmer upper. Yeah, that was Paul. I, it's really small lettering, so I'm cheating with my. <laughs> I'm straining there real quick. What was the warmer but, upper? But all the about? warmer eye upper is he was actually he's actually Simsbury based. Mm-hmm. And the best concept I can, or best, the closest thing I can explain it to you, it's kind of like the Snuggie. Oh, like, that's kind of right. like that kind of idea. It's mm-hmm. a blanket, but uh, all except for something, most of it was actually made in Connecticut and made and built in not built, but sold in Connecticut. Yeah. And there's one little part that's actually made in New Hampshire. So okay. he he's actually the closest thing to. All American, all literally majority of Connecticut made product that we had on the show. Wow. And he's actually, he was, not actually, he was also a veteran too. So I like to say that he was also a, he's actually a veteran. I can't saying actually. Like, yeah, you know, he is. And he is a veteran owned business. And we always thank our veterans for their service. Yes, definitely. I uh, would have liked to go into more of his service, like talk about it, but I just don't know. I don't want to intrude too much. Like if it's, if you if like, it, if, if it brings the bad memories, you know, if that yeah. makes sense. So like, but if you're looking for a snuggie, a full form blanket, if you're looking for something that's all American made, that's going to last forever, a high quality product. Yeah. Check that yeah. out. Yeah. And we talked about it too. It's like, it's, it's a little more pricey mm-hmm. than, than say your, your, your 1099 blanket. You can get a Walmart, but it's literally made. It's literally American made in Connecticut sewn. Yeah. And if you like, buy some of these products out outside, you know, of this particular small business, they're not going to last very long. They're made of cheap materials. They're, the sewing is not tightly knit. They're, it's going to come undone. Yeah. It's made of cheap quality fabric. That's not going to feel as comfortable and you're not going to get yeah. that with this, with this one. Even the little ticket that's, that has the name on it is actually made in Connecticut. Oh, that's so, so it was cool. made in New uh I remember if I remember right, New Haven. Okay. It was it was made. Hmm. So and after after him we had uh Heiser Disc Sports. Oh yeah, that was a recent one. Yeah, that's uh they're actually in Vernon as well. And you got a lot of engagement off of that episode. Yeah, I haven't told them yet. I had over five over five thousand listens on that. People one. love disc golf, right? Yeah. That's what it is. Yep. And I played it once. It was a good time. Like, I I can get how people get into it. I I remember having to take a nap afterwards. <laughs> but like, it's just uh, it's actually, they actually it goes back to. I think it it's actually kind of connected to like the brewing company. Not connected, but like right. the same people who are into disc golf. I'm just, I know I'm just I might be exaggerating a little bit more, but they you could they typically. You can find them at the you know breweries. Mm-hmm. Actually, Black Hog Brewing actually has a disc golf course on on, oh. their, on their site. But like he was telling me the story how professional uh, disc golf players they they go like around the world to play in tournaments. Wow! And, like he had a they had a tournament near him and and, and uh, Vernon and they had a lot of people that came from all across the country in wow. the world 
just 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 to play. That's unbelievable. And uh, it, I got to sponsor one of his holes. Like you get all those little signs, you put it in, it'd be sponsored by so and so. So I told him to make sure he lets me know so I can sponsor a. That would be uh, really cool. A hole in a lot. Majority of the money that he makes goes back into the winnings of the players. Oh, so that's I, really nice for so, the people who travel out. Yeah, so it goes to their winnings. And they actually they actually dropped a uh, uh, a secret too. Oh. And it was actually Heiser Heiser uh, discs or a store in his garage, like literally, like you only open once a week. Mm-hmm. And now there will be actually across the street from Luna Piercing, and, oh. and they actually have their own thousand square foot building or not building but store that's so cool and actually that's how they they that's how they found out about me about small ct small business was through luna piercing or through their podcast wow really fascinating the way that all these businesses keep us all connected with one another yeah and just like he's literally going to have his i think they open in this and uh mid-december because they they may be back on the podcast okay between now and then i'm excited about so, that yeah i told him because uh i kept on messaging them when their numbers kept on going up so because like they're like the most you know i had a some of the views i have are like 40 50 sure but like somehow i don't know what the hell happened in a good way and just they just skyrocketed mm. i told him i need him around more yeah to, have him come back so and after him was or is our neighbor, or your neighbor, Doc. Yes. And I'm going to always butcher his last name, Unitas Photography. Yes. So Doc is an amazing person, and he is right next to me, 415 in Howe Avenue in the Shelton Conti building downtown. And Doc specializes in graphic design, commercial photography, and he does all kinds of digital uh, creating and products. He actually does a live stream photography class every week that you guys can tune into if you want to learn the basics of Photoshop and uh, getting out and outdoor and indoor commercial photography. I mean, he's such a charismatic, wonderful person. I know him very well, and he's a saint, basically. Yeah. He helped me build this company. Yeah. Oh, did he? He was already well-established here when I moved in, and he's so talented. He gave me all of his time and energy to help build this place that we're in right now. Oh, geez. Yeah. I, I mean, remember you told me a little bit of the story, you know? Yeah. And I was just to say, I didn't mean to cut you off, but the last three episodes, Duck from Heiser Sports, the one before him, they're, they're all, all three of them were in the military. Wow. So the last three episodes were military-owned businesses. Wow. Okay. Hmm. So you see my logo here. Yes. Duck designed that logo Oh, for did me. he? He did. So if you need a logo, not you specifically, but you listening, if you need a logo for your brand, for your business, for your creative project, reach out to Yannis Photography and he'll design a high-end commercial logo. And when he gives you the deliverables, he gives you 20 file formats, 20 different sizes for your website, for Instagram, for Facebook. Mm -hmm. You literally will get everything that you could ever possibly need. And it's pretty thorough. Yeah, and he is a perfectionist. He will give you a product that you'll always be happy with, no matter yeah. what. It's funny. His, his his story was interesting. He went from uh, from graphic design yep. to being a tattoo artist, yeah, and doing photography, doing being a photographer. 
So it's a little bit of an interesting story. Obviously, before that, he was, you know, in the military. And he was doing graphic design in the military, if you haven't heard the episode yet. His shop, um, and when you listen, I'm sure you'll hear about it, was called Excalibur Tattooed right here in Shelton, Connecticut. And that was one of his first business ventures and one of his lifelong passions. And he shares all about that story. He's now retired, but he's done a lot of tattoos for my friends. When his sho- oh, was yeah, when his shop was open, yeah, he did. All my friends almost have tattoos from him at some point. Yeah, yeah, because he was that good. I like the name. Is I like that his name is Duck. Duck. You know, the one thing I forgot to ask him is how he got the name Duck. You didn't ask him? No, I forgot to. When you have him back on, he'll have to tell you. Yeah, I know this story very well. Do we? Yeah, I meant to. You know, I meant to ask him, but you know what it is? Just like we got so busy talking about everything else. Like you know, because we were talking so about so many things Mm. uh, that I completely forgot to ask him about his name. So we've highlighted all of the shows that have come in since the very beginning, since the inception of CT Small Business Presents. Yep. We've talked about some of the events that are going on, and you have big plans for the future. Yes. What are some of the things coming up for you that you want to share that aren't a secret to uh, your, with your listeners and yes. other entrepreneurs? So we're going to have, I'm in the process of finding a home for CT Small Business Presents uh, a Maker's Market. Yes. Which is like a just traveling, not traveling, but a, like a monthly monthly craft show. Okay. You know, maybe it might, might, might be monthly, might not be, depending on, the, obviously, I'm not going to have one in January because. Right, it's freezing out. You know, it's freezing out and who really wants to shop right after Christmas. You know, and maybe it's like bi-monthly. Hmm. We'll see. You know, that's a, still working out the kinks. If you could find an indoor venue that would cater to uh, creators, that would be good yeah. for the off season. I actually have. A, a, one I might be doing well, I think I know I will be doing in April and March it's actually going to be at this Toy Life which is in in Hamden okay Connecticut and it's a toy store and uh it's all like popular toys hmm. you know like you, you know all kind of stuff and I actually got to visit a store because I don't know how big it is yet yeah I got to give that a, a scope, scope yeah. it out but he was the first. He was the first one when I sometimes I'll throw out a feeler on Instagram of what I want to do. I'm like oh, I'm looking for this or looking for that. And typically, this is the same story of how I met Care. Uh, I whoever responds first to me is the typically the first one. I, first come first. Yeah, sir. it's the first thing I go with is if you respond first to me, I'll go with you. Well, they're putting in the initiative. Yeah. So that should be rewarded. Yep. So like, uh, so pretty much if. For a hint, if I ask for something, ask for something. I don't say it like that, but if I ask, if you respond first, you're more likely to get. Obviously, if you're, if it's, hey, I want looking for guests on my podcast. Obviously, I want to grab everyone. Right. But like, if I'm looking to do something, and if I throw it out, and if you're the first one to take it, uh, I'm most likely. Obviously, I will go with you. Cool. So, so we're looking forward to that. That's yeah. exciting. And I'm also going to have a Mario Kart uh, event. Oh. Uh, what kind uh, of event is this? Pretty much it's just a Mario Kart tournament. Okay. In the in the winner. I will be there. You will be there. I will be competing. And uh, the winner will get a uh, the first ever uh, I haven't really figured out a name of it yet. Okay. It's just, I'm just going to randomly call it the CT Small Business Presents 
world title of <laughs> of Mario Kart. That's just some random name. Okay. I'll, I'll probably think of something I like that. better than between now and then. And we get a, re- a belt. Yeah, actual wrestling belt. And it's going to have a Mario Kart logo on it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to hang it up on the wall when so, I win. So that's the plan. Like, wow. you know, And I'll have other stuff, too, which I'm drawing a blank on, which I had. That's okay. Well, you know what? We can't share everything. No. That would spoil the surprise. Yeah. Oh, and also one quick of surprise, too. Well, we talked about it already. was uh, a, 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 a dog adoption event. Yes. Even though I don't like animals personally myself, for myself, I, I like animals. I'll gladly donate to the whatever, but like I want, I like to have find a. Uh, I would like to find dogs homes. That's a great that loving homes. Event. Yes, you know, like who who uh, the deserving parents to the puppy mm. or both deserving animal and family. Yeah, that would be very. That's very wholesome and nice. And so people are always looking for that kind of companionship. And yeah. It's for children. It's a great emotional tool for development in the early life. And for people who are working or people with families or people who need that, yeah. um, who live by themselves, really lovely. And the dogs need good homes. Yes. And we'll probably also have, if it's, I'm just throwing ideas, we'll also probably be do- taking donations. If it's, you know, obviously I work it out between now and when we have it out. Yeah. Is figure out money, uh, monetary donations. Because, you know, if you listen to the last episode, we also talk about, People forget about, uh, obviously, donate, say, dog food or this or that. Mm. But if people forget about, you know, there's rent to pay. Of course. There's uh, utilities. Yeah. So we'll also have, uh, you, you obviously, uh, we'll also have a uh, donation bin. And maybe I'll throw, let's see if I get someone to donate something to for to raffle off. That'd be or, nice. Yeah, like a doggy gift bag. Yeah. Let me see if we can get something to to give out or you know whatever that's nice and we're also also since i'm rattling off stuff i might as well spill the dirt here we will also have uh uh food drives yes you know throughout the year not not just if you maybe if you listen to the previous episode you know you got a lot of food donations around this time of year thanksgiving and christmas but people you know, is this is this the biggest year, you know, biggest part of the year of giving food for right. donations? It's getting like, colder. People need places to go. They yeah. need that security. But we'll also have, I might have one in, say, March or like, you know, Christmas in July. Right. <clears throat> Santa's. And uh, I'm just repeating a little, a little hint from before. Yeah. But uh, maybe a Christmas in July mm-hmm. food drive. You know, that's just, I'm throwing ideas. That's but smart. Like, but we'll also do, uh, since I might as well rattle other, another idea I had. <laughs> and I will also have uh, events to raise money in. And uh, Lou, or not Lou, Duck also emailed me about a connection to have on the podcast. And uh, about another thing we talked about on the podcast previously, if you listened to Duck's episode would be a little a drive for for products for domestic violence yes homes that's, that's not a, homes i don't say it like sure. that but the facilities bat- or, women's shelters yeah people and, have been abused and we'll take obviously we'll always take monetary donations but we'll also will take what they need like uh feminine products toothpaste uh uh 
drawing a blank shampoo they need all the resources all the, you know whatever list they'll give me whatever you know whatever list i i will get from whoever i'm working with right you know the more the merrier the, the groups but like that's a really great that's the idea great where we're reach where we're where we're transitioning to to next year awesome so. we well we have a lot to look forward to and your listeners have a lot of events if you're connecticut based to go out and to visit you have all of these businesses if you ever need any of them you can reach out to them uh by fo- listening to their podcast following their instagram and social media pages and donating supporting buying their product it's just uh, been amazing do you have anything to say to your listeners uh thank you obviously for, for listening support. of course and if you need anything, I, I should start giving my email out. It's chris at ctsmallbusiness.org. Mm-hmm. If you have any ideas, questions, or you want to collab yeah. with something, we'll if, figure it out. Or if you want to be a guest on yeah. the show. Yeah, or if you want to be on the ca- uh, guest on the show, you can also find me on ctsmallbusiness.org on Instagram. It's CT Small Business Presents on Facebook. You can also follow Royal Fox Studio, the home of CT Small Business. That's me. Anything else you'd like to add? We're always looking for people to come in to start shows, and we're very grateful for Chris being one of our favorite and awesome clients. Uh, we love having him in. So, Lou, any big? If you make my head any bigger, I won't be able to get out your <laughs> your 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 office here. <laughs> but like we said, these connections are some of the most amazing things on the face of the earth, and we're always looking to curate these connections, relationships, experiences. And I'm looking forward. This is our six month anniversary yes. show. And I'm looking forward to more in another six months. Yes. Yeah. Another uh, lifetime of stuff. Yes, sir. And I should also announce another thing. I'm going to start doing a YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if anyone has a product you want like us to review or go over, one of the things I'm going to have is, you know, Lou, if you want to be part of it too, mm-hmm. is uh, like, for example, I'm going to get some hot sauce. Very nice. You know, and just try. It's not going to be hot ones where we try, like, you know, just do stupid stuff. But, like, you know, we'll try different flavors of. It could be, obviously, it's going to be from from mild to hot, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, that's the concept. So, if anyone has an idea, just let us know. I'm just, I'm just, I can't think of how I'm saying it. So, that's how I'm going to say it. Perfect. Exactly. And, oh, and another thing is, five eyes flipping pies. I'm spitting over the mic. Five guys flipping pies. They actually have a 32 ounce, a 32 inch pizza called the Goliath. So I'm going to be looking for someone who wants to eat it with me. And what they typically do is when you have, when they do it, they can have a uh, a night where 10% of their proceeds of what they make will go to charity. So if someone's interested, interested. Let me know. You can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, or at chris at ctsmallbusiness.org. Awesome. Exactly. And we're out.